Hello, this is Vin Peterson from Politics Weekly, and today we're going to be discussing the current events of this week. So the first thing that we have to talk about is, of course, the um, indictment. And uh, the thing about the indictment is the fact that Trump is likely going to be indicted um, for one of two cases. One is a case in the district attorney's office in New York about... um, it, it's revealed that he was paying hush money to a porn star to cover up an affair right before the election. Um, yeah, that's not necessarily a news story. We've been hearing about that for a while. But I think this could be the first time that that could lead to an indictment. Another thing is the Fulton County case. Um, it's re- you remember the infamous phone call when he called the Secretary of State asking for 11,780 votes that he wanted to quote-unquote find but that, yeah, even though there weren't any more votes, so they're considering indictment over that. It's going to be indicted over one of those two things. I think Fulton County has a slightly stronger t- case to make for itself because that thing was literally on live recorded audio. So, yeah, um, and it's pretty obvious what he did there and what he was trying to do. So, yeah, that's my view of it. But in terms of... Um, Anything else regarding that topic? Um, I'm not sure. Um, the thing is, one of um, one thing that is pending is people like the Republicans in the House. They're all saying just like, "Oh, how unprecedented this truly is!" Like they they just think that like it, this could never possibly happen. Like indicting a former president. Like oh my gosh, this has never happened. We've never indicted a former president. Like what an abuse of power by this like radical liberal DA is what they're what the Republicans are trying to say. However, um, I just want to remind you that um, the current Attorney General of Texas um, is under indictment for securities fraud, and he's been able to win re-election despite that, which is kind of strange. And there's also been, of course, John Edwards, who arguably is indicted for a similar reason about an affair, um, who, yeah, former U.S. senator from North Carolina. Um, but the thing is, I mean, so it's not unprecedented for politicians to be indicted. That's for sure. And presidents are politicians last time I checked. Sure, there hasn't been a president indicted. And in that sense, it is unprecedented. But could anybody else be surprised that this is happening to Donald Trump, this is the first president in the history of the United States to be indi- to be impeached twice. <laughs> so yeah, this is also the first president to have incited a riot after losing re-election. This is the first president to have not conceded after losing re-election. This is just a bunch of... So yeah, this guy is very much an unprecedented figure in a lot of ways, so... The fact that something un- un- unprecedented is happening to them, honestly, quite frankly, shouldn't be super surprising. And they're treating it like this is, and they're treating it like a huge outrage. But we all knew this was coming. And, like, the thing is, the fact is, like, many of these cases were put on hold. He had some legal issues before that were things like Trump University, the ultimate scam that it was. Yeah, it was a true fraud was Trump University before the campaign. He actually was involved in a fraud case around, around Trump University and had to pay out a ton of money. And, of course, the Trump organization has also been in some fraud cases. So, yeah, this guy had a shaky legal history. It's just that many of these cases have been put on hold 
the um when he was running when when he was um in the presidency because like they just don't want to appear appear like politicized or anything like that like the stormy Daniels case i think is a perfect example um but the thing is it's not unprecedented and anybody who's saying that it is um honestly they're lying i mean it's not unprecedented for politicians to be indicted it's unprecedented in the fact that it's the first former president to ever be indicted but it's not unprecedented in the way that House Republicans would like you to believe, like Speaker McCarthy would like you to believe, or like the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, James Comer, would like you to believe. So that's the thing. That's that's my view, is that it's just not as unprecedented as necessarily people see it, because like John Edwards, a Democrat, has been indicted. So has um, the governor of Montana has been indicted, I believe, for body slamming a reporter, and he was able to win re-election and become a congressman and a governor despite that happening, which is insane. There's also been indictment of the former governor of Texas, Rick Perry, has also been indicted. Um, so, yeah, there's been several state legislatures ha- legislators that have been indicted before. There's been many instance, incidences of politicians, both at the federal and state level, that have been indicted um so this this shouldn't be super surprising to anyone the fact that he's being indicted because trump has a very shaky legal history um and people just shouldn't be acting surprised and people should just and the republicans in the house i believe should just let the justice system do its work and just don't preclude any one from being held accountable to the fullest extent of your law of the law just because it was your former president that is simply not appropriate um that's what i have to say in terms of that another thing would be ron desanctimonious i know his name is actually desantis but i like ron desanctimonious it has a lot of vowels (laughs) that's actually what desantis said himself in an interview of pierce morgan so Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump have be- have gone on this ri- rivalry for a pretty long time at this point because we all know that Ron DeSantis is running for president. It's just a matter of when. Supposedly he's going to run. He's the current governor of Florida, and it- Ron DeSantis is of course the current governor of Florida, and he's probably going to be running for president against Donald Trump. And he and Trump has been attacking DeSantis constantly. Like he's involving a lot of weird nicknames like. Meatball Ron or Tiny D or Ron Dishonest and of course Ron DeSanctimonious. Yeah, he's basically just been nicknaming him and just trying to embarrass him. Another thing is, um, like I think even like going as far as like Trump claiming that DeSantis was even trying to sexually groom children, which is interesting. Um, yeah, going as far as that. So, yeah, I'm not sure why he's necessarily attacking him so hard but it appears to be working i mean trump is gaining in the polls over desantis like after the 2022 midterms and desantis had a clean sweep across florida and meanwhile yeah desantis had a clean sweep across florida meanwhile and the rest of the red wave and all the trump back candidates didn't do so well and people were obvious and people were like okay this is yeah he's running for president everybody would suspect um, so yeah, that didn't really, um, 
happen, however, um, about... But, yeah, but... So, people are definitely expecting him to run for president. And I think he's hinted at running for president. So, yeah, I think we all expect him to run for president. The thing about DeSantis is that he's untested at a national scale. And he's just as ideologically extreme as Trump, if not more so, on terms of, like, not really rhetoric or, like, what statements that they make... Uh, um, in terms of like that, but like in terms of pure ideologies, very much on the rightist wing of the conservative movement. I mean, he was a member of the Freedom Caucus when he was in Congress, and he is post uh, taking away in-state tuition for DACA recipients, as well as um, um, expanding the HB 1557 um, Florida Parental Rights and Education Act to all grades instead of just K through 12 like it originally was. So yeah, he's very much at the right wing. So, yeah, but um, he's a bit less hard around the edges on the rhetoric as, say, Trump is, but he's very combative against the media and the press, which I think is why so many Republicans like him as sort of a good alternative, and he always, like, is a culture warrior and, like, quote, makes the libs mad or whatever, so that's why they really like him, and he did good in Florida. The question is, A, could that be replicated nationwide, and B, if he gets past a primary, can he win a general, or will he struggle to replicate the Florida success nationwide? That's that's going to be a question that's going to be unanswered, but we'll see. Um, that's all I have for the Trump versus DeSantis feud. And speaking of DeSantis's inevitable 2024 run, he's the governor of Florida. That's his current job. And in the Florida legislature, there's been a variety of bills going around. I think they recently passed a bill that would um, do similar to what they did in Arizona, Iowa, and Utah, and a few other states that would, like, basically allow private school vouchers for anybody with, like, unrestricted, um, with unrestricted um, access, basically, like, similar to what they did in Arizona with, like, the ESA expansion. I think they're doing that in Florida. That's not super unsurprising because, like, Bills like that get passed along from, like, state to state. That's not too unusual. But, um, meanwhile, um, they're considering other things, including things like um, permitless carry or constitutional carry, as they put it. Um, they're also considering a six-week abortion ban, uh, which would shorten the current gestational age limit in Florida, which is currently 15 weeks, and I think DeSantis says he'll sign it. And it's moving through the legislature right now. It already passed a committee, and it's going to go onto the floor now, the Florida legislature. They're also considering bills that would no longer allow in-state tuition for undocumented immigrants, something that passed bipartisanly in Arizona with Senate Concurrent Resolution 10004, which would basically allow in-state to, um, which would allow undocumented immigrants to receive in-state tuition, which is cheaper than out-of-state tuition, uh, um, if they're undocumented and have attended a high school or private school or homeschool equivalent. And they have that in Florida, and they had that for a while. But um, DeSantis is considering taking away it, and this could very well hurt DACA recipients especially hard. And it would definitely hurt the, the Florida economy as well. So this is just a bad and misguided move. And, like, yeah, and it will force people to, like, Simply, it would like many of these people were brought over here as children, um, and they would be forced to pay three times as much for college tuition if this law gets through that DeSantis wants, and that would be horrible. And it's just unjust, in my opinion. Why should they be paying three times as much for in state tuition, even though they never 
even though they came over here not at the fault of their own, and the fact that it would also hurt the state's economy by, like, restricting talent and access for, like, um, higher education. So, yeah, I don't understand why they're doing it other than just to score political points, um, honestly, why they would consider taking that away. Um, and that passed with bipartisan support in the Florida legislature and was signed into law by Rick Scott, of all people. So there's no reason for DeSantis to support that, honestly. Um, meanwhile, yeah, they're considering a six-week abortion ban and constitutional carry. Those, yeah, like stuff like that, um, it might play well in a primary, and I think that's part of the reason why they're targeting that in the legislative session in Florida. The question is, though, can that stuff work in a general election? And my suspicion would be no, actually. Um, Arizona, a state with a very long anti-immigrant history, was able to approve Proposition 308 that allowed undocumented immigrants to receive in-state tuition. So, yeah, then... If it can be passed in Arizona, the home of Joe Arpaio and SB 1070, um, of all places, it could probably be supported nationwide about allowing in-state tuition. And I think that will really hurt DeSantis about not supporting allowing undocumented immigrants to access in-state tuition. He'll also be hurt badly on the issue of constitutional carry, as they call it, as the NRA calls it, what most people refer to it as permitless carry. Um, that's like an 80-20 issue against among Democrats and Republicans, so it's a very bad move for him to be moving for that. And it would just make communities less safe and lead to higher crime and make it more difficult for law enforcement to do their jobs, so I have no idea why they're doing that other than to score political points and pursue a political agenda, but, you know, um, that's just my view of it, of course. That's my opinion of all this legislation that he's putting forward. If somebody disagrees with me on that, it's fine, but... I don't personally like it, and I don't think most Americans like what DeSantis wants to do in the state legislature. Democrats, on the contrary, have actually been doing some other things in the state legislature um, in places like Michigan. Like, they've been repealing the state's, like, right to work, like an anti-union law that um, was passed. They have also um, um, eliminated the state income tax on, like, retirement pensions, as well as... Um, doing things like red flag laws and safe storage, um, something that I think would be more popular than what DeSantis is pushing in the Florida legislative session. So that just gives you some idea about what Democrats are doing with a trifecta in Michigan versus Republicans are doing with a trifecta in Tallahassee. Um, so, yeah, um, I think it's just wrong that he's pursuing this, and I don't think it'll bode well for him in a primary to compete with Trump and try to just pander to his far-right base, but... In a general, it will hurt him, and DeSantis is not pulling too well in a general against Trump. Trump has expanded his lead, but of course, it's very early, of course, and it's best not to speculate so early because, you know, the Iowa caucuses haven't even started yet, guys. In that's all I have to say, guys. Um, peace out, and um, I would like you to um, listen for next week, and goodbye.